Good afternoon. Uh, today is Wednesday. Today is Wednesday the... Jesus Christ, I forgot what day of the week it is again. Today is Wednesday the 29th of April. Um, we're still all locked in. Well, most people anyway are locked in. Um, peak as fuck. If you're an Asian, if you're in certain Asian countries like China, Singapore, uh, South Korea, happy for you. If you're still in Europe or in um, a lot of African countries or in the USA, you're probably still locked in. Um, my name is Noah Adieye. I'm the host of Iron Voices. I have been a bad boy this week. I was meant to... Basically, okay, no excuses. The reason why the second episode of COVID is not out is simply because I decided to take it upon myself to learn video editing Um here I was in my arrogance, thinking it'll take two weeks to figure out how to edit videos. It doesn't take two weeks. It'll probably take way longer. Um, but in the meantime, there's some technical issues happening. So I have uh, gone into the crates and I have found an evergreen episode for you. Um, this episode was recorded two weeks after Kobe Bryant died. Rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, uh, NBA legend, forever in our hearts. And in this episode, we discuss the idea of modern prophets. I'm going to probably spaz up the title when I'm releasing it. Spaz up means jazz up. Yes, but I'm going to spaz it up when I'm, re- I'm releasing this episode. Um, just so that it's more catchy. But yeah, man, I understand that's really, really late. This is all stuff that happened so long ago. I just feel like the energy and the vibe in this episode was something that might get people just a bit more cheerful, a bit more in you know, think get people thinking a bit more, not negatively, but you know. I hope you enjoy it anyway. Thank you very much. And obviously please like, share, subscribe, the YouTube page, iTunes, Spotify, and um yeah, tell your parents to not watch this. Thank you. Always, the, always in the background. Is that Russian? Yes. How do you say it? Всегда фон. Всегда фон. Всегда. So Всегда it's, фон. Yeah, yeah, yeah. V-S-E-G-D-A-F-O-N. Всегда фон. Всегда фон. Всегда фон. Всегда фон. Yes. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Our Inner Voices. I am your host, Noah Dioye, aka Mr. Inner Voices, aka DJ Arc Nemesis, aka aka Highly Blessed and Favored. Um and just before I introduce my guest, uh just the normal housekeeping, please subscribe. Please, please, my family needs to feed on this. Um, no, seriously. It would be nice if you could subscribe. I would appreciate it. Um, share it with a friend we're working on bringing better and more enticing episodes for you so I would appreciate the love 
thank you for everybody who listens and uh, everybody who supports. We appreciate you. Um, so with me today, I have a few special guests. I'm going to get everybody to introduce themselves at the start, just um, so we know who is in the room. To my right, I have George. George is a Russian gentleman who is an amateur filmmaker. How are you tonight, George? I'm great, thank you. And uh, I'm glad to be on the podcast, especially considering I'm about to launch one of my own. It's going to be a bilingual podcast, uh, depending on the guests we get. Uh, some episodes are going to be in my native language of Russian. Some episodes are going to be in English. Uh, and it's going to be me and my best friend uh, talking about the immigrant expat experience and just anything that interests us, really. And just to be a stereotype monger, is there going to be vodka on this podcast? Hell yeah, there's going to be vodka on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we got to uh, get a partnership with Beluga. With who? With Beluga. Is that a type of the vodka? Whale? It's uh, really the most prestigious Russian vodka. And... To the left of George, no, is that right? To the right, of course, still right, of George. Um, we have the producer, Joshua Miles. Everybody, how's it going? Joshua, 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 Joshua. So we were talking earlier, um, I was talking to Josh earlier about what his ideal career would be. If he could have any career in the world, are you comfortable talking about this, Josh? Oh, well, yeah, let's do it. And Josh had said, "Yeah, get closer to the, yeah, both of you get yeah, ba bang on in the middle." And Josh, what is the career you had said? So I said that I was going to hunt down conspiracy theories and find out like what's the truth, what's the what's 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 fact from fiction, you know, pretty much. Like if I have all the money, I can do all the research. I can get people out there. You can hire guards, you can hire security. Security will definitely be needed. <laughs> who who is waking up at this time? Who is waking up at this time? Is this Alfred? Is this Alfred? Alfred. We haven't even introduced you. Yeah, you're already trying Alfred to like, yet, yeah. you're trying to push well, in. What a that's, way. That was the, <laughs> that, way that's the reminder in. to introduce Alfred. So wow, I think that's the next that's thing vain. to do. All right. And we have, uh, Makar has briefly been introduced, but Makar gone. 20 seconds, elevator pitch. Tell us about yourself. He's the guy who goes deep and uh, will give you the political business. He's, al he's, also, he's also the guy who um, uh, he just discovered gravity not too long ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the cost of 700 pounds. <laughs> and last but not least, we have a return guest. And uh, Alfred, how are you doing today? I'm well. Thank you for having me again. Oh, it's my um, pleasure, bro. This we were meant to do this a few weeks ago, but like you got uh, what happened? What what happened? Um, it was miscommunication for my part. Um, so, and then you know what happened, right, Alfred? Um, <laughs> so I was at work, finishing at eight p.m. twelve-hour shift. But I was at high school. I have nothing to do. I'm at work. I get a phone call. This is like. Six six forty nine. Alfred calls me, yo, bro. So specific with the time, Yeah, no, because it was like um, I was waiting for food, I think, or something like that. I can't remember what it was. I know it was really close to the end of the shift. So Alfred calls me and he's like, yo, I'm outside. So obviously I'm like, outside where? Like I'm at work, bro. He's like, I'm outside Soas. I'm like, why are you outside Soas? He's like, oh, and we're not doing the podcast today. 
I was like, bro, we had this conversation a few days ago. We cancelled, remember? <laughs> like, you cancelled. He was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Today's topic is... Uh, today, we're talking about profits. And I'll give you a brief introduction about what brought this on. And then we can uh, get some opinions from the floor. Kobe Bryant passed away a few weeks ago. Um, to it's All a right, very... Dude. Rest in peace to Kobe. And... It left a bit of a shock in the system of a lot of um, people, football fans, no, sorry, football, basketball, <laughs> football fans as well, basketball fans, uh, music fans, general fans of American culture, people who had followed his career since he started playing, right? Kobe had a wide reach. So. Kobe. Yeah. And his, his uh, career and his influence definitely spread beyond uh, the basketball court. Basketball, Way yeah. beyond. Like, I don't even watch basketball like that. But obviously, Kobe is in the list of any. If you ask anybody, like, tell me your top, tell me top three NBA players you know, Kobe Bryant will be there. Arguably, and Alfred, I know, like, I'm not sure about you, the other guys in the room, how much you follow basketball. But I know Alfred is like, Alfred coaches a basketball team. Wow, that's how into the basketball he is. (laughs) So this is the first time I've asked you this um, because I didn't want to disturb you in the first few days. Because I understood it was it was probably peak. It was kind of peak. So, how how where, how did you find out? And how did it? How 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 did you feel in the days after going? Um, after sorry for my words being twisted today. Oh, blessings. Um, how did I find out? I think. I think it was just that general thing where you just scrolling through social media and then you just see R.I.P. Kobe. I'm thinking what? Like, okay. That's what? exactly how At I find out. It doesn't even seem real. Yeah. Like, huh? And then Someone you know, straight straight into Google, like Kobe Bryant dead. What? And then you see the news about how he died in a car crash. I'm like, wait, wow, helicopter crash. Like helicopter, bro. You know, like it was. Yeah, go. <laughs> what did I say? Car. Car crash. Wow, it's it's kind of a car, isn't it? But, yeah. It is. It's a vehicle. <laughs> the one that flies. It's a yeah. flying car. Uh, a flying car, yeah. <laughs> well, no sorry. Thanks for correcting me. I'll just whisper us that in a helicopter <laughs> crash. And and out the first thing that came to my mind was the first um, when Kobe retired, like how emotional that moment was, you know, like what he did at that game, you know, showing who it is as, you know, the name is made for himself, Black Mam- Mamba, the Mamba mentality, and that, mm. like, it started out with that, ended with it, you know, like, on- only greatness can, you know, live up to such level of expectation. And that emotional speech he gave, you know, when he retired, like, everything just came back, and, you know, the deeper meaning behind everything, as soon as I heard that, that's what I flashed back to, like, wow, like, Mamba out. George? As a Russian man, what's your view on? I won't say religion because everybody has religion. Yeah. What's your view on this whole spiritual business? Well, um, I you said not to talk about religion, but I I will mention that. Uh, oh no! Yeah, sorry. You yeah, can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will mention that I'm a little bit at odds with organized religion, even though I have no problems personally with any single individual that may be religious or may be uh, part of a religious group. Uh, because everybody has their personal needs and 
our lives and uh, the mentality that you need to go through our life and all the struggles and all the challenges. Uh, sometimes they're so messed up that um, you do need some sort of beliefs in uh, the extraordinary in order to get through that. And so everybody is different, and I have respect for anybody who wants to be spiritual or part of a religion of any sorts. But I am myself uh, an atheist. But are you atheist? Because I had a feeling you would say that. Yeah. Not, but are you <coughs> atheist? So obviously atheist, you're atheist, like you don't believe in a specific God. You don't believe in a God. Yeah. You don't believe in an afterlife, things like that. I believe there are things uh, beyond our comprehension, definitely. So in that sense, you could say I am spiritual and there is some spirituality about me. And I do believe that uh, the world's religions actually have some wisdom to offer that applies to our life. But I don't think of this as wisdom coming from outside the human mind. That's, I guess, the only difference. You don't think it's coming from outside mm. the human mind? Yeah, I believe uh, inside okay. the human mind is where what people refer to as God may be. You know, that's very interesting that you say that because even in the in the Buddhism and, you know, other um, esoteric religions, um, they do say, you know, the search of God isn't without, it's actually within. Yes. Cause that's what Makar um, linked to that earlier when he said uh, he believes this internal like the internal world is where you find like the true meaning so true and you know there's a saying in the Buddhist Tao saying this is above so below um, it's one of the um, seven laws of the universe mm-hmm. Ooh, sorry what is, what is it again? as above so below as above, so below. Everything that happens in the macrosome is happening in the microsome. There's a quote in it's the Bible that says everything that is done in heaven, no, everything that is on earth has already been done in, in heaven. heaven. Is exactly. it similar to that? Yeah. Definitely. And it also That's reminded exactly. me of um, actually the hermetic, uh, Ma- hermetic, the hermetic faith. Definitely. Well. Yeah. Definitely. This, oh. It all links like yeah. this. When you, that's why, like my search and you know my journey through yeah. um, spirituality and religion, I always I look everywhere and kind of play connect the dots. Because yeah. you seem to know quite a lot about uh, Buddhism. Are you a Buddhist yourself? No, I'm not. I um I just I've read the Tao Te Ching. Oh. Um. I, and I you know take upon myself to look into you know any religious text that resonates with me. Yeah. You know, I've read the Bible. I've read the, um, I also read the Elmet Tablets, but not as as, as many times as it's, it's been mm-hmm. suggested to. You're supposed to read that a hundred times before you can fully understand it. But um, he, still, he stopped that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I got I got my respect for that for sure. There's, uh, as I said, there's definitely wisdom to be picked up from all those differences. Definitely, and I and I believe that's also a part of the joy as well. Because when like when I was young, I'm, I was like I was born Christian, and mm-hmm. um, when I was older, I actually was a conscious Christian as well. And my zeal for that religion was the search for God. And at one point, I started questioning the faith itself, 
not exactly the practice of the not not exactly the faith itself sorry but the practice of the faith and what people were doing because people seem to pick and choose i don't want to go too deep into it but mm. it seemed that people seemed to pick and choose what was actually in the bible and i took it upon, my, upon myself not to just take in the interpretation of the leaders or the pastors or what they believe it is and read it for myself and see what it is and then you do that and then you start to notice that okay this has been translated from a different language so i took it upon myself like okay i'm gonna mm. go and try Many to learn a bit of over. hebrew mad i was like yeah i'm gonna go learn a bit of hebrew and go actually decode this for myself so i just i got a um a bible that was able to translate the in the words the specific words into hebrew and then give you the explanation of the words so i'd have that and then i'd do a small small course on duolingo about on hebrew as okay. well just to get myself a better understanding and what i came to find was that there's a and me speaking a different language as well but helped me come to this understanding that there's a certain way you speak in other languages that you would say one thing and that could mean five completely different things. Like I speak Yoruba and there's certain words you'd say, you'd say it's the same word, you'd write it out as the same word, but if you say it in a different context, switch the key a little bit, it means two to completely different things that are probably un- unrelated as well. And I noticed that this similar thing is the same thing in Hebrew. So that's created such a big space for distortion of truth. Yeah, and, and not to mention the. Don't you think uh, the context of the Bible being produced uh, for the society, for the Brahmic society, two uh, thousand years ago, the context of our lives has changed so massively that we do need some sort of interpretations and picking and choosing. Definitely. Otherwise, the Bible is a pretty messed up document. Quite a lot of, quite a lot of what it uh, preaches by today's standards would be violent and immoral. Nah, I'm so glad you said that, George. And that's the thing. There's now this argument between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Yeah. And the Old Testament, you know, was a bit more of a conquest. Yeah. You know, for land and for, you know, power and, you know. And pussy, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck a right in the pussy. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, sorry. parents. <clears throat> that had to happen. <laughs> um, sorry, I lost my chain of thought there. Um, Old Testament, New Testament. Old Testament okay. was more conquest. Okay, yes, conquest now. So they are actually, you know, in the Old Testament, they're actually places where God commands the Israelites to go wipe out whole nations, complete genocide. And these are races where we read about them in the Bible, but they don't exist today. The, you know, so the race, the a whole race of giants, you know, to, you know, the Amalekites? average, average... Um, not the Amalekites, the Rephraim giants. Okay. And, you know, the Amalekites were, you know, one of them. They wasn't fully wiped out because, you know, it was disobeyed by King Saul, the disobedience from King Saul and everything. I'm not going to go too deep there. But they, so they, I see where that contrast of God in the Old Testament and God in the New Testament, because what Christians see as God in the New Testament was Jesus, the embodiment of Jesus. And again, that's a <laughs> that's a different <laughs> that's exactly what it is before you got into talking about prophets and all this i wanted to ask what kind of what kind of mental state did the did those alleged prophets found themselves in when they were when they were writing all of their kind of prophecies when they were devising the moral codes the kind of axioms by which 
uh, Christians are supposed to live by. Theory well, of the burning bush. Shortly, uh, <laughs> they were in a very, very hot desert for an extended period of time. <laughs> I was gonna say Jericho Kush. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. Well, Jericho, that's biblical, isn't it? Yeah, Jericho Kush, fam. There you go. Like on that OG. There you go, fam. All right, guys. Um, so, okay. So, don't worry. If all else fails, um, my comedy career is still on the line. <laughs> all right. So, the reason we spoke about Kobe earlier was because a few days after his death, I started to see something very similar with the Nipsey Hussle situation. And that got me thinking about the idea of a prophet. Mm. Right. So first and foremost, the prophet is somebody who is chosen, um, usually in biblical or religious terms, to lead the people. Okay. So in its vaguest form, that is what a prophet is. And that got me thinking. In society, we are very, you know, we're very used to traditions, and traditionally, we maintain specific prophets always. Like in Islam, the prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is considered the last prophet. So, based on that definition, would anybody here consider Kobe Bryant a prophet in a way? Not based on his... So, I'd say this based on the fact that the prophets we know usually have a specific thing about them that inspired people, motivated people. Mm -hmm. So, Kobe Bryant has that Mamba mentality. Something that is... Uh, just, just quickly, a mam the Mamba mentality is the idea of never giving up no matter what always facing different or going through all adversities like and never yeah never backing down would would you be able to consider him a prophet to millions of young people i think i think on a very low human level in a good sense uh yes because uh i don't think he came up with anything uh new or revolutionary i think uh he just lived an, an honest life full of honest hard work and he above it he managed to uh, speak that experience that he had into words that so many people could understand and even though uh, what he prophesied and the height of his experience and wisdom uh, wasn't generations above everybody it was maybe just if, uh, him being a few years older than a teenager who might might uh, hear his words and choose the same type of work ethic and the same type of life that uh, leads you to a good place so i think in that sense he was a prophet but on a kind of a smaller human scale on a scale of a single lifetime um going on with um the analogy that george grace really gave um i believe a prophet i didn't put it this way <clears throat> There was a saying that Bruce Lee said. He said, um, a good teacher isn't the giver of truth, but the one who points you in the direction of truth. Mm. You know, I keep bringing this back to spirituality. In the, Buddhist, in the Buddhist Tao, and back to the teaching of Jesus, which, you know, the word Tao in Chinese actually means the way. Mm. And there's a verse in the, in the Tao Te Ching that says, this is the Tao the truth and the light and that totally correlates with when jesus in the bible said i am the way the, the truth, truth and the, and the light and plagiarism yeah <laughs> and this comes back to that idea of what you said as a prophet the person who's able to show 
a way to salvation and okay, be okay. that way to salvation. And I believe because of, you know, like Mamba mentality, Kobe has been the physical embodiment of embodiment, sorry, of that prophet that we speak of, this modern prophet that we speak of, because he totally embodied Mamba mentality. He didn't say, oh, this is Mamba mentality, you guys got to do that. He said, no, I am Mamba. I am the black Mamba, Absolutely. you know. And with me, you know, being playing basketball from when I was young and and being a basketball coach, that is what I also instilled to my, um, the, you know, to the kids that I coach as well, that no matter how, doesn't matter how skillful you are, there's a saying that said, hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. It doesn't matter how good you are, how bad the team is. It's, it's just knowing that every time you step on the score, I'm willing to work harder than everybody in here. And that's just that, it's enough. Whether you win or you lose, you've won in your heart. And that's the message of member mentality right there. Exactly. And even today, you know, like even at work, at, you know, at the gym, I bump, I bump into my um coach, um who coached me when I was younger every now and then. And even till today, I'll meet him, and he'll look at me, and was like, "Are oh, you the hardest worker here?" Okay, respect. And I respect that. That that word just resonates with me, and that that guy, you know, he's like he doesn't un- understand himself today. What how much of an impact he's had in my life. And it's through that same principle of hard work. And when it comes to hard work, my coach is the embodiment of it, you know. And like I said, me, myself, I was I was never the best in this team. Like, even with his team, he benched me for a whole season. That's how whack I was. But at, at the same time, I never missed a training session mm. because it's like I have to prove to him just because you think I'm not good. Yeah. That's exactly why I'm going to do this. Would you say talent is overrated? It's not, because when talent works out, it's dangerous. Okay, but uh, if, if you were to pick one thing, uh, talent or dedication, I think dedication, I think just showing up and doing hard work. I think the reason that praise resonates with you so much is uh, it's a much bigger praise than saying that you have talent, in my opinion. Oh, definitely. It's not something that definitely. you were born with. It's something you choose to do Ta- Tanya also almost day. sounds like an excuse sometimes. You know, like oh, you're just gifted. So yes. oh yeah, you're gifted. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's just yeah, yeah. genetics. I'm like yes. no, like yeah. let's let's not do that. Definitely, talent equates to a little bit. And if you have a certain innate talent in you, then you know it's a good soil to build something off. But you can't make no food with no soil. Yeah, you need to grow something and have something germinate with that fertile soil. And you've been given potential to create something great. Like Alfred said earlier, he believes that everybody is god in a way not in an arrogant egotistical way of i'm your ruler just in a way of there is the image of of div- divinity in all of us absolutely and you can always see that image when you interact with strangers but you see love immediately connects like just the, the connection between george and alfred tonight on meeting each other not for even too long it's a natural connection between two people who read each other's energy and are like you know what peace to you meaning there's peace coming from you so i'm going to give you peace in return fun and fact sorry to cut you off so finish yeah. fun fact the word um in um hindu the hindu word namaste actually means i bow to the divine in you how will i explain this when when people think of prophets people think of prophets naturally as these uh divine figures in the bible in the quran in religious texts right but my, my understanding of this is 
there's no way a divine force or any force acting on the world would stay stagnant while the world Ooh. grew so fast. So if in the time of Christ, I love this. <laughs> so if in the time of Christ, there's like 5,000, 10,000 people, maybe 100,000, right? In today's world, there's a couple bill. There's like at least five to six billion people. You can use just these same six, eight, 20 people as the ruling, as the yardstick for, for ruling for helping the new generation of human beings to understand their existence. And that's why I believe that this idea of prophethood or this idea of um, individuals having the real power is important because when somebody like Kobe dies, when somebody like Nipsey Hussle dies, when somebody like um, Maya Angelou dies, famous great people, that power and energy transfers far beyond anything you can imagine. Why are you feeling so emotional when these people pass away? It's not just because oh, human wow, beings passed beautiful. away. It's a force. It's like a, it's literally like a shattering. It's like, it's like this invisible circle just descends on everything. This darkness just descends. But depending on how pure that person was, the darkness is a bit, it's dark in the sense that it's painful, but there's this light that is just so powerful. It just blows Brilliant. through everything. The whole point I'm trying to make to bring it into a, a conclusion is as individuals, we are the prophets. We are the ones who, right on. like Michael Jackson said, we are the world. <laughs> we are the, you know, we are literally the ones who continue this existence. It's not, Jesus's teachings has, have helped push the world forward in negative and positive ways, mostly positive. So have the teachings of other prophets. But okay. Jesus teachings would not be able to explain to an American during the civil rights era why there should be peace and they should strive for peace like mm. like Martin Luther King was able to. Wow. Muhammad's preaching would have not been able to cut through so many black people who felt they had no choice but to but to sub, be, but to be subdued by the white man and bow down. That teaching of we must stand and defend ourselves. It was inspired by Prophet Muhammad but it was continued by the prophet Malcolm X. Mix. This was a very exciting conversation and mm. I really enjoyed, the main thing I've enjoyed in this episode is the crossover because this is my, I personally feel like this is my thing. This is the whole, this is my like purpose to bring people together, right? I appreciate you guys for this spontaneous moment. Thank you for the platform, No, This will appreciate be permanent it. in history. Yeah. And Bless up, bless up. And Josh, you're going to have uh, quite a few things from this episode to add to your conspiracy theory list. <laughs> what what was the grade being used in biblical times? By the way, I think Moses was using, I think Moses was on some Nile, like Moses was on like on some Nile Kush, drawn Kush, you know, drawn from you know. But yeah, um, this has been another episode of our inner voices. I will put the social medias of my guests in the description and thank you very much guys it was my pleasure say goodbye to the listeners guys goodbye goodbye peace and love this way it goes if if i do the editing right (laughs) (laughs) all right guys thank you so much for listening to that episode um i hope that was very entertaining for you um this week we're coming back in with um song of the week um, it's been a while. This week's um, artist of the week is Kiz Ernie, and the name of the song is Talk. It's a very smooth, 
jazzy, romantic type of song. Um, and I really enjoy it. It's a nice vibe. It makes you feel like you want to fall in love or it makes you feel like you would like to be outside. So, yeah, enjoy. Just a dog, see. Tell her, my mission. 